One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. First of all, I love rocks and minerals, as you know. But I have been told that that's really boring for most people. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, we're here. This is the last episode. This is our last episode of Little House. Yep. Because they did air the movies like out of order. So this actually aired before another movie. This aired before the Christmas movie because Chris, the Christmas movie was like, if you didn't air it at Christmas, then you had to wait a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't air it like yeah. in July. Right? Correct. So this was technically like as written the last thing, mm-hmm. but then they had like a Christmas special movie after it. I have to say, I loved this movie. Yeah, it was good. It was good. good. Like, it had everything in it. And it was so funny because I remembered lines from this movie. Like, I was quoting dialogue as I was watching it. It was so seared into my memory. You'll be happy to know that I watched this last episode last night. I also watched the last episode of The Mindy Project, so I'm done with that now. Thank God. But then I... Which I... (laughs) It's a goofy show, but I loved it. Like, the characters are great. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I watched, I am started Star Trek uh, Picard, but there's only three episodes of that out. It airs weekly, so. So does The Last of Us, but they're on episode six or seven already. All right, so that'll be good. Then I'll start that after Picard. I have one more episode. Picard, wait, what's today? Friday. Okay, yeah. So I won't have another episode till Thursday of that. I am deep into couples therapy. <laughs> Yeah, bad. That show on Showtime. I'm I love glad, it. I'm glad you and Timmy so, finally decided to go. Yeah, right. I love it so much. It's so good. So fascinating. Timmy even said to me last night, like, what is your obsession with this show? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting that's a reality show. So they're like real people. That's yeah, definitely what makes it interesting. What's interesting is first of all, they have a lot of representation of different types of couples. Um you know, queer couples, couples of color, couples who have open marriages, couples who aren't married. Like they have a whole different, yeah. you know what yep. I mean, representation, which is great and educational, you know what yeah. I mean, and really interesting. Um, but what's interesting about this show is there have been couples from previous seasons who've actually written like op-eds and stuff like saying this woman saved our marriage. Like the commute the therapeutic community has given this show decent reviews which is odd yeah 
Do you know what I mean? Like normally everybody's like, why are you doing that? That gives therapy a bad name. But like this woman is so good. She's so good. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that too. Mm -hmm. She charges $700 an hour. Wow. I want to go see her. Damn. Timmy, my birthday's coming up. Take me to couples Take counseling. me to $700 an hour couples therapy. <laughs> you could buy a lot of things for $700 an hour. Yes, you can. Like Lumineers tickets, which we're going to try to get. Can I discuss, can I tell you about my week? Sure. So I went for my first colonoscopy, as you know. <laughs> and I want to talk a little bit about it because no one talks about this kind of shit. Literally. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to say that boomers made me feel colonoscopy corner. This is this is like why why boomers fucked us up. Okay. Mm, and why Gen okay. Xers are tougher than boomers. New That's, segment is, alert. New segment yeah. alert. <laughs> no, so like the boomers in my life and the Gen Xers who are on the border of boomers made me feel like this was gonna be practically torture. Like I was so Jenny, terrified. Let's just call of this. a spade a spade. Mom made you feel this. Mom is one. Mom. Mom is one of the main ones. But there's a couple other people in my life that were like, "This is terrible." Like the prep for it is horrifying. It's fine. Don't be afraid of this. I was like so freaked out by this that I like put it off because well, they did lower the age, so you used to have to go. Jenny 50. was so freaked out about this that she offered to take me to the Caribbean. Yeah, I did. Because I think she I thought did. she was dying. Yes. Which now I gotta rethink that. But. They, like, they made me feel like this was going to be so horrible. They recently lowered the age for your insurance to cover mm-hmm. a colonoscopy, which is, a, if, if you don't know, I should have said this, it's a test to determine if you have uh, the early signs of colorectal cancers, which are super deadly and kill mm-hmm. people all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing a, a large increase in this happening in people under 55 years old. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the age used to be 55. I think it was 55. Then it was, it was down to 50. 50. Yeah. yeah. And now it's down to, I think, 45. Hmm. They raised that or they lowered that age when I was about 46. So they're like, you can go for it now. My doctor's like, you should do this. You should do this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I finally yeah. got around to doing it. And no big deal, people. No big deal. This horrible thing that I had to drink was a half a gallon of Gatorade with Miralax mixed into it that I couldn't even taste. So I was just drinking Gatorade, like for an hour, four glasses over the course of an hour. And then the next morning, four glasses over the, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like somewhat unpleasant. Sure. Like I stayed home. You're not out partying. Sure. Like you can't eat, right? Like you could have a, you have to have a full liquid diet for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the thing. I went to Upper West Side endro, Endroscopy, Endroscopy. And they were amazing. Like the way healthcare people run things. They did like, it's, well, let's, this was okay. so well run. This okay, was let's amazing. Let's take a step back here. Cause you are in Manhattan. Oh, don't, don't underestimate how wrong things can go. But I'm just it, saying like, you know, in a little tiny corner of Tunkanic, things might not run as. No, I disagree. I feel like it's the opposite. I mm, feel like okay. sometimes shit goes like real wrong here. And it's a, like a okay. complete disaster. Go to the DMV in Manhattan. See oh yeah that's like. stuff like that now yeah so mm-hmm. like i you know but they had it like to the minute like they had the whole thing like here's mm-hmm. and they called me like 10 times like here's exactly what you do i have a patient portal i had the papers to tell me exactly what to do like it was so easy so do not be afraid of this like just mm-hmm. go do it and it's like i don't have to go back for five years yeah good done and and the things they do is they remove any polyps that they see 
mm-hmm. those are the things that can turn to cancer. So even if you're like totally normal and everything's fine, like just the fact that they're removing those things already radically decreases your risk. So yeah. this is my public service to like go get that done. It's not a big deal. It was this super is, easy. This is Jenny's ass corner. <laughs> and you get some really good drugs. The drugs they knock you out on, whew, there you go. they're good ones. There you go. I know I have to pick mom up all the time when she gets one. Well, it's the stuff that Michael Jackson OD'd on. That's mm. the that's the stuff you get. Wasn't he on fentanyl? No, it's something else. I forget what it's called. Because they do not give you fentanyl. Let's no that to be clear. To be clear, <laughs> they do not. Jenny, I have three announcements. Okay. Wow. Okay. Number one, for all of you wondering what's going on, on Patreon, we're still going to oh. be covering my so-called life, and we're going to be doing time capsules or blockbusters to fill in the other episode okay so you're still getting your two episodes also next month so this is march so for april on the free feed we're going to be covering what i'm calling a true crime that was a thing so we're going to be doing uh that was a thing and i'm not telling anybody what it is it's just oh, going to be released I know what it okay? is. i'm like wait what is it but it's true crime so that will be coming in April. So stay subscribed to the feed because there will just be these random episodes popping up. The second announcement is I recorded with Pamela Bob. We did Ma's Holiday. We talked about Charles for probably 25 minutes and how hot he was. Oh, God. So I'm there's so a lot of that, guys. So you paw stands, you know Ugh. who you are in the group. Look for that. That's going to be on your free feeds next week. I'll be skipping that. Jenny will be skipping that. I'll Um, be listening to that. Also, I was trying to find someone to cover an episode, if not the pilot of 90210 with me. So stay tuned because I have to run all that past Jenny. Whatever. For some reason, she like... The person has to be mean to me, a certain level of mean to me. No, for... I'm trying to control our brand. Like, you just <laughs> do things like the Rock of Love. Jenny's like, you can't have a friend record with you. It's got to be somebody who's going to stick some jabs in there. <laughs> okay, guys, so let's get into this. Today we are covering Little House on the Prairie. No season, no episode number, just The Last Farewell. Written and directed by Michael Landon. Jenny, do you have a description? While Charles and Carolyn are visiting Walnut Grove, the townspeople learn that a land development tycoon has acquired title to all the land in Hero Township. They are inspired by Laura to vent their anger against this injustice. That motherfucker Lassiter. I mean, I saw him and I bristled at him. <laughs> I know, I right? Him, like, I, was like, I feel like his agent's like, oh, they're hiring a, a an evil business tycoon. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Do mm-hmm. you want to go for that audition? <laughs> so, Jenny... I don't know about you, but I was really confused by this opening scene where Carolyn and Charles seem to be living in a mansion. Well, I had to go back because at first I'm like, why is Carolyn at Carolyn's again? And then I'm like, oh, I just didn't. I missed the I wasn't paying attention to the opening shot of the city. So I'm like, oh, Oh, okay. They have. I know. They're like rich. A gramophone. (laughs) Chandeliers. Well, I think curtains. that's. I think they run that place, though. I think it's like a boarding house that they run or hotel that they run. I don't, I don't think know. They, that's not a private home. I don't know. Carolyn, but they have. A, look at the clothes they have. I know. Carolyn gets a call from Aunt Tess. Aunt Tess is fuck? coming to visit. Who the fuck, who the is, Aunt fuck Tess? is Aunt Tess? Who the fuck is Aunt Tess? I don't know who she is, but I hope she's gone. 
That's they've, terrible. I feel like they've they spent way too much time on Aunt Tess. this Aunt Tess character. Mm-hmm. Like, we it could have been, they should have made it Charles' brother was coming or something. Because oh, we know I thought, him. I got excited because I thought oh, wait, Charles' no, dead the, father. But no, 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 wait. Is, he, is the brother dead too? Yeah, the brother's dead too. How no, the, brother the brother's die? not dead. No, the brother's not dead. That's Almanzo's brother. Never mind. Oh, yeah. The one who died and ditched his cage. Yes. But they could have <laughs> made it somebody like, that... died in the front yard. They could have made it like somebody that we knew. Yeah. And then yeah. you wouldn't have to explain so much. I feel like there's a lot of filler in this movie. Well, it couldn't have been Carolyn's parents because we all remember they arrived on the death wagon. Remember? Yes. She like showed no, up and, oh, your mother's There's definitely siblings. The there's Carolyn's sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they felt like they had to make it a character that they wanted to get away from, which they I didn't guess. have to do. Instead of instead, just say, hey, we have this opportunity to take a vacation. Amy? I was raising my hand. Then it could have been Mary. Could have been Mary. Could have been Mary. Well, but Carolyn would want to see Mary. No, she wouldn't. You know what I mean? Oh, no, okay. Carolyn Maybe had a been. month vacation. Who'd she choose to go see? Her favorite no, but- kid. No, but they could have been like, let's go. I mean, she was going to see Rose. Let's be clear. She could have been like, let's go. Our Charles's brother's coming. Let's go to spend two weeks alone or go to visit Laura. Let's go on a trip. And then we'll be here for the last two weeks of their trip. Whatever. You know what Whatever. I mean? Like they could have, yeah. they could have, they just set this up in a way that they didn't have to spend this much time on it. You're saying Michael Landon doesn't know how to frame a narrative. I know. Like you just needed to get Carolyn and Charles <laughs> to Walnut Grove. That's it. So we get the sense there's some beef between Charles and Aunt Tess, and I just wrote this goes on way too long. Yeah, way too long. Now Charles comes home and he announces it could have started right here. Yeah. Charles comes in and announces that he received four weeks vacation and pay, which is better than a lot of fucking people get in this country. Now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his vacation starts exactly when Aunt Tess is supposed to arrive. Now, Charles is full gray hair. Full gray. Yep. Still hot. But he's... Whatever. I say he's simmering. Because he's not as obviously hot. It's more of a simmer. Okay. My official ruling... Oh, I have here. My official ruling is 78% hot. <laughs> then, okay, I wrote, whatever. then I wrote the deep tan is problematic. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> do we know... Do you know when he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer? I don't know. I remember he was on Johnny Carson talking about it. He did a spread in people. It was after he was doing Highway to Heaven. Okay. So it was I was not, wondering if he was starting to get sick. Like, he like might have thinner. been sick here, but we starting don't know. Starting yeah. So Charles tells Carolyn he has taken her out to a fancy place for dinner, and they go out and he orders escargot. What is happening here? First of all, I love escargot. I love know it. you do. Delicious. And it doesn't it taste the like French rubber. Way, Jenny. Say it the French way. Escargot? Wouldn't it be like... <laughs> no, because I'm not a French person. I'm not a French speaker trying to speak English. Mm-hmm. Or speak to an English. I thought I don't you have, would like, try to say it fancy. I'm not a French person, so I don't have a French accent. We actually are French. Escargot. We are French. I'm not a French speaker, native speaker. Okay. All right. God damn it. Okay, so Charles keeps asking Carolyn what's wrong, and he's like, I know something's wrong. She tells him about Aunt Tess, and he throws a baby man fit. He throws a fit. (laughs) This is so ridiculous and so out of character. (laughs) It really is out of character. Now, would it be out of character? Would it be out of character for hey everybody? Yeah. If it were, if it were Almanzo, I'd buy it hook, line, and sinker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So Hink says it's his first vacation in two years and he has to spend it with Aunt Tess. And he starts causing a scene. Some rando at the next table is like, hey, mister, I'm trying to eat here. And Charles is like, do you mind? I'm trying to have an argument with my wife here. Carolyn is mortified. The whole, this is the whole thing is mortifying. Then the dude's like, let's take this outside. And Charles what is like, the fuck? Yeah, let's fucking go. So let me get this straight. These are two people eating at a fancy restaurant wearing suits. And they're like, let's just go outside and beat each other up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to spend my vacation with Aunt Tess. This was so stupid. Oh, God. So now they're back home and Carolyn is wasting a perfectly good steak by putting it on Charles' eye. This, I never got this. I was enraged by this. He decides he's going to call Aunt Tess and tell her not to come. So he starts to, and Aunt Tess is like laying the guilt on him that she's going to die. <laughs> she's sick. And so he, she, I wrote, she started playing the oldie card. Yes, totally. Yep. And she tells him she's worried she might die. And he relents and is like, fine, fine, fine. I can't wait to see you. Charles then takes the steak from his eye and makes Carolyn cook it. it for him. And eats it, yeah. How many hands were touching the steak? Unwashed uh, hands. Uh, and and faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they laugh because apparently the dude at the restaurant kicked his ass. And then Carolyn just... says, Aunt Tess will be okay. The children love her. And Charles is like, the children love her. That's it. We can have her come and stay with the children and we could peace out. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, took, us, took us 20 minutes to get to that. So they, they're going to go on a month-long bang trip, Jen. And Carolyn's like, where should we go? Or Charles like, where should we go? And Carolyn's like, there's only one place I want to oh, go God. to see my favorite daughter. Her favorite granddaughter. Because fuck Mary. Yeah. Well, why would you go see Mary? Exactly. Who would go there's see no Mary? There's no kids. There's no kids. So in Walnut Grove, there's some rando asking Jeb Carter to go fishing. This is another storyline we really didn't need. Don't need it. There's a couple. There's a couple mm-hmm. here. He's like, oh, I can't. I have to. T- I have to help Jason's Junior, who's my favorite character, oh, God, with the kidding. rabbits. The rabbit line is something that made zero sense. Well, it had a real like of mice and men feel to it. I didn't know where <laughs> we were going with this. So Jeb says, "Let me see if Jason will do the rabbit stuff, and I'll meet you over there." He wants this guy. I I wrote he wants to go fishing, but he wants him to go swimming. He wants to go swimming. Yeah. yeah. So he asked Jason, hey, do you mind taking care of the rabbits while I do something? Jason's Jr. goes, fuck yes, I mind. I loved it. I was like, yes. <laughs> that kid, how, because I think like three years have passed, right? Or at least two. Maybe two. Two, because Rose is like, yeah, not a baby. I have thoughts on Rose later. But like, she's like at least two years older, right? Mm-hmm. How has this kid not changed one bit? He's still this exactly the same kid. kid has all the energy I'm looking for in a kid. <laughs> I love him. God, He's like, so fuck much. you. Don't tell me what to do. What's the what's the but, line? Fuck you. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. I won't do what you tell me. That's the, Jason's Jr. But what ultimately ends up happening, Abe? <laughs> I know. Jeb says he has an important thing to do. Swimming. So I wrote, Jason's Jr. has been duped, but it will be the last time. <laughs> I love how he's just storming around town, all yep. disgruntled and mad. And I'm like, I just wrote, shit, a disgruntled younger sibling running around free is like, what could? Ha- it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of sibling talk in this episode, which I enjoyed. So Jason's storming home. Miss Foster grabs him to deliver a letter to Laura. He takes this time when he delivers the letter to cement his deal selling Laura a rabbit. 
he's like, oh, by the way, do you want to buy a rabbit for Easter? I Guys, have, I, I have a question. Gen X pro tip. Don't buy your kids a bunny for Easter. Don't buy your kids a bunny. Don't buy your kids a bunny for an Easter gift. Forever. They're not going to take care of it. It's going to end up in a shelter and our shelters are already overwhelmed. A shelter? You could just let a rabbit loose. Like they know how to live in the wild. How dare you? What? They're not domesticated. You could just turn it out. I would never let a bunny loose in the woods. They know how to live. I don't know. This is why I don't have a bunny. Because if I, I would just let it free and maybe it can't survive. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's like kind of like if you had a chicken, like you could let that free and it would survive. Yeah. A sure. cat would too, but you shouldn't do that because they they just overpopulate. Guys, I'm just going to say Gen X pro tip. Don't take animal tips from Jenny. <laughs> I don't have any animals by design. You know my theory on pets. Yeah. Okay. That we've built walls for a reason. So Jason delivers the letter. Laura opens it and runs to tell, hey, everybody, that her parents are coming. <sighs> She's super excited. It's been three years since Carolyn has years. seen Rose. Yeah. Three years. That's now, a lot. Now Jason is rage cleaning the rabbit cages. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrote, oh, my God, there's like 75 cages. I don't understand. Help me with this Easter tradition of giving people rabbits. At I first, no I thought they were going to eat them. Oh. I'm like, oh, do people eat rabbits, honey? That's weird. That took a turn. <laughs> um, I think they made an investment in buying these bunnies, probably breeded them. And yeah, now which is easy to do with them. rabbits. Mm-hmm. But the, like, at this time, it's not like they have comfort things. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, if they're breeding a bunch of animals, it must be to eat. Because that at this time, that would be the case. Right, because we all know how hard life is on the prairie. Yeah. Like, if a rabbit doesn't lay an egg, you're not keeping a rabbit. You're going to eat it. Correct. So, um, faux pas comes in, Jenny. So, faux pas <laughs> makes his entrance. And he's stirring up shit with Jason. He's just like, what are you doing? Where's your brother? Oh, my Why God. Did you your brother leave me here? Yep, yep. Jason says he wishes he was an older Sib. And faux pas... <laughs> You had me first. Faux pas offers to intervene in this argument, but Jason's like... I'm kind of, I fear for my life from my out of control bullying brother. <laughs> so I'm afraid if you say something, he's going to murder <laughs> Retaliation. Mm-hmm. He's afraid of re- retaliation. Jason asks if faux pas and ma can have a little bro- brother or sister for him to destroy. <laughs> so and psychologically here, so, so here is his, here is his solution to the problem. I just need someone to take this out on. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So on the train, Carolyn is so excited to see her favorite daughter. Meanwhile, some evil capitalists are having a meeting about a town called Masabi and some iron ore that has been discovered there. What? No index card. No. On iron ore? Well, you're okay. lucky I Even, looked it up because it's one of, of the richest deposits in Minnesota. No, I, know. I know. First of all, I love rocks and minerals, as you yes. know. But I have been told that that's really boring for most people. So that's why I did not do an index card. Did a this. Mimi come forward and tell you that? No, no, my friends. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who you are listening, but give me a ring. Well, I no, they didn't. They, they just, they just, I'm not saying they would say an index card would be boring on it. They just basically said that rocks and minerals are boring. Yeah. And they didn't want to go into the store of rocks and minerals that was yeah. right next to me. Rocks and minerals are fucking boring. I went to a rocks and minerals like convention in San Francisco. 
We've already talked about this. <laughs> I can't with you. So apparently this has made all the land around Masabi very valuable. And then Charles walks in like an idiot. Charles very seldom has a misstep like this where he looks Would you say a faux pas? It was kind of a faux pas. He comes in and he's like, oh, where's the butcher boy? Like, these guys clearly are in the middle of a meeting, dude. Open the door, seat, read the room, and shut the door. Yeah. God, I just need a shirt. Can you make me a shirt that just says, read the fucking room? Because <laughs> nobody knows how to do it. Nobody reads the room. So he leaves, and this asshole Lassiter goes over the towns they've already bought up and the towns that they want. And guess what they want, Jen? Walnut Grove. Walnut Grove. Carolyn and Charles are riding the coach into town, and they see the tree that Paul Pa fell out of, and they reminisce yes. about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Memories. Yep, that was a hot episode. She asks if he remembers that tree, and I just wrote, um, we all do. so they're on the coach with this henchman that lassiter has sent so lassiter's like we want walnut grove i'm gonna send you mr dickbag to walnut grove because johnny cash said they're just giving away shit for free so i'm sending you there to scope it out yes jenny never trust a fucking dude in a three-piece suit heading to walnut grove like what what business could there be but bad business like it's gonna be bad yeah yeah so they're early, and Charles asked the driver if he'd be willing to swing by the Wilder place, and they could surprise Laura. And he's like, sure, yeah, whatever. They get off the stagecoach, and Carolyn is stunned by how, how nice the boarding house is. The and house she, that they got given. Yeah. She's like, it looks like woman. a mansion. I mean, like the house you just left? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just then, every hey, everybody comes out, and they hug. And... Laura is upstairs and she's talking to Rose. Now I have I have some thoughts on Rose. What? She's not looking her best here. Not her haircut. She's terrible. Her best, okay. What was her haircut? She's got a bowl haircut. And she has what I'm calling faraway eyes. Which if you know Stone song, you know you know. (laughs) Here's my theory though. Wasn't that land? poisonous they found out maybe like some of these young kids like are like the canary in the coal mine yeah in the simi valley yeah there was like i don't know if there was minerals there gee minerals don't do the same to do a index card if there was some kind of mine runoff but there was something something Mm -hmm. yeah all right so rose has a bowl haircut and some faraway eyes now she's uh while Laura is saying in the mirror, like, Ma's the best, you're going to love her. And Carolyn walks in. And I just wrote, can you imagine what it would be like to not see your kids for three years? I know. That's crazy. Like, when I was recording Ma's Holiday with Pamela, we were talking about how hard it was to go away because you couldn't call, you couldn't check up on people. Like, you just had to hope that when yeah. you got home, your kids were still alive. You had to write a letter. That was it. That's all And you there had. was a chance that they wouldn't be. There's lots of chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the henchman, meanwhile, arrives in town, and he heads into the hotel. Nels is on the phone with the doctor. Apparently, Harriet is in a clinic. Wow, what clinic? Well, this was, what's her name? The actress couldn't, couldn't, her schedule. Catherine McGregor. Yeah, her schedule wouldn't line up with the recording of this. But they put Harriet in a clinic. Jenny, 
You know where my brain went, right? She at could first, have been away and visiting her, her sibling or whatever. At first, I thought it was going to be a fat farm because that was a thing. Oh, yeah. And I was going to flip the fuck out. But it's not. Like it's, it's not a fat farm. So okay. Nels is like, we know nothing more about her condition now, doctor, than when she went in. This douchebag interrupts Nels's phone call. I know. What a douche. Again, where's my shirt? Read the room. After Nels said, you don't even have to read the room. Nels said, I'll be right with you. Right. And it's bad enough he's standing there listening. So, all right. The henchman's name is Mr. Coulson, and he decides he's going to stay at the hotel. At the Wilders that night, Pa is playing his fiddle. And, and there's some, there's there. some continuity because like Willie's there with his wife. Willie's there with his wife. Hey, everybody's there. Edwards is there. Montague's there. Laura, Jenny, Rose. Montague says, I hate this motherfucker so much. I hate him. <laughs> He's like, oh, I played like that when I was a small child. And Charles is like, um, okay, why don't you play now? He does. He's ridiculously good. It's stupid, guys. He plays Flight of the Bumblebee, which is like one of the hardest things to play. And he, of course, he says he plays the, the lyre and the sitar. Like, it's just stupid. <laughs> He conducted the Philharmonic. Okay. So now there's a knock on the door and it's faux pas. He has dropped by to see if Edwards could watch the house for a week. Because he and Sarah are heading out of town. And Charles is like, I have an idea. Why don't we go bang in their bed for a week? There you and go. Uh, Carolyn's like, us? Stay at the little house? I don't know if I can. Charles is like, come on. And faux pas, I love this. Faux pas like, well, we're not bringing the kids. So like, they're going to be there. Yeah. And so Paul and Mar are like, okay, we'll yeah, do it. Whatever. Like, gonna be fun. It's gonna damper on things. We have this short scene with Nancy telling Nels that she wants a bunny from Jason. Nels says, last year you got a bunny and it died. So no. Then Colson comes over to use the phone. He's acting all sneaky. He calls Lasseter and he reports in. Basically, he's like, these rubes are, are ripe for the plucking. Like, come on, <laughs> let's move in. So Lassiter says, reserve me a room for Saturday and I will announce my takeover on Sunday. And then he does an excellent and rubs <laughs> his chin. Oh my God. Like he's Mr. Burns. <sighs> now, Jenny, how did you feel when you saw Carolyn and Charles sleeping in somebody else's bed? Gross. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like this isn't a thing, but it's weird. It was weird. I thought it was weird. I don't know if I could ever Airbnb my house for this reason. Oh, there you go. Like, I don't want people sleeping in my bed. You can come to my house and sleep here, but you have to bring your own mattress. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll get lots of customers. Yeah. So they're sleeping and Jeb wakes them up and tells them, Jason's junior's gone. He's gone. And Charles goes looking for him. He finds him in the barn. This is where I wrote, there's a real Mice of Men vibe here because he's talking to the rabbits. Classic Sib move. Younger Sib move. He just ruins everybody's vacation. Shut up. He is being harassed and bullied by a brother that he uh, erroneously got into a business relationship with. So he's chatting up the rabbits and then Jason Jr. complains to Charles about what a fucking nightmare older sibs are. And Charles is basically like, you're telling me I raised Mary. Look at her. <laughs> he, well, Charles is younger sib, turns out. <laughs> so Charles says, Jeff is and Can probably- we discuss, wait, can we discuss this whole rabbit thing makes no fucking sense. Mm-mm. I think the whole thing was written in so that Pa, Michael Andon could go into the barn 
and show his bare chest. Hey, I'm that's here for that. He did. I'm here for that. Because he did. Mm-hmm. This was dumb. I'm here for that. So Charles tells Jeb, you know, or tells Jason Jr., Jeb is probably worried because your parents love you more than him. Like, yeah. he was around, and they got, they grew tired of him and bored, and they brought you into the world and realized what real love is. And Jason Jr.'s like, you're right, I should go apologize to Jeb because I'm clearly the best. So now it's Sunday and everybody's at church, and Jen, they're, Rev Alden's doing this thing again where he calls out people's ages oh at church. Oh my god. Jenny right? is going to be 77 this week. Yay! Okay. Lassiter has an announcement to make, Jen. He stands up and he says he is the president of a land developed company, development company. And he says, one of my men has been amongst you and brings me glowing reports of you. And what do these idiots do? They clap. I'd be like, what are you reporting? What are you talking about? And they clap. They think this is good. What What the fuck? Jenna- this is like before the distrust of institutions, which they definitely needed to be doing at this time. Gen X pro tip. If you're at a gathering and someone says, I am a land development owner. Already bad. And one of my men has been amongst you. Bad. Bad, Stop bad, clapping. Bad. Stop clapping. Yeah, this is not good. No. Yep. So he says, what I'm about to tell you may come as a shock. This is not reservation land. Here's where I hope you have your index card. I this don't. This is what? I don't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
This is not reservation land. When the treaty with the Sioux collapsed, it was divided up and bought off, and it was not homesteading land, as many of you believe. And in fact, Lassiter and his company owns all of the land under your feet. And everyone goes, <gasps> Well, there's a couple things here. I had just general thoughts on this. First of all, did they all build those buildings without getting a land deed? Because like, after the land was stolen from the Sioux, which is what happened. Mm-hmm. And there was some kind of treaty that allowed them to stay on that land that apparently we probably, the U.S. government, probably reneged on, right? Yep. Then this guy swooped in and bought the land. But when the residents of Walnut Grove, like there's one deed to the land. It's not like there's many. There's one mm-hmm. legal deed. And if they, did they build a house without owning the land? Well, this is where an index card would have come in handy. Because he specifically says this was not homesteading land. Right. So because there's certain homesteading areas. Homesteading land, is that where you just settled land? Yes. And you didn't need home, a deed? There was the Homesteading Act that right. allowed them to do that. So but maybe I think you didn't get a that, deed with that. I think you did, though. I think you own the land. I did an index card on that years ago. Oh, we'll have to go back and revisit. We'll have to go back and read it. Okay. <laughs> but, but the but there's this thing. So in London, there's a thing where you can own your house but not your land, and you pay le- like you lease the land. That happens here. Does that happen here too? Yeah, it can happen in mobile home parks, especially. Oh, okay. You own the home, and a lot of people. They really put a lot of time and money into their mobile homes. Like they're not on wheels anymore. They like yeah, yeah, put yeah. a foundation up. They yep. you know do the whole spiel. You're le- you're most often you're renting that land. Well, this happens with like physical structures you can't move. Hmm. Like that's super weird, but that's a thing. Mm-hmm. That you might not have your land rights. I don't like that. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about the no. Actually, think about this. So I own a condo in New York City. Mm-hmm. I own the condo. I own some stake in the in the general areas of the condo building. I don't think I own that land. Like if they tore down that condo, I like who owns that land? Right. I mean, maybe we that's an I want to know now. Like what happens? <laughs> like if we tore it down, do we all own that land? Like do, is this segment is called Jenny realizes some hard truths. <laughs> oh, no, I better look that up. Shit, I own my land. We have you own your land, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think I do. No, I don't think you do either. I think that's what a condo oh, is. Yeah, yeah, but like, like I can the see condo we... association might own the land. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, well, that would be me. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, obviously, I own these things with a group of people. Or not, or do we not own it? Like, is it some kind of weird city thing that, like, the city owns it? I don't know. Interesting. Fuck. Interesting yet not. Okay, so, anyway, everyone gasps, and Lasseter has come with receipts. He's like, I have the fucking deeds, guys. Like, this is happening. Now he says, we don't want you to move. We just want you to keep working the land. As usual, per use. Nope. Um, however, you'll be my employees and I'll give you a fair wage. Now I have to say something. Mm. I could see how irate I would be if this happened. Okay. Yes. However, think about Charles and Almanzo and how they're struggling to make a living. Maybe this would have worked for them. I feel like there's no way they're going to get a better deal from a corporation. (laughs) 
I don't know. It's just interesting. Like they're going to screw them over somehow. They will. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Nelson. And I don't know if they were so interested in the farms as much as the boarding house, the oh, restaurant. Oh, that's true. The mercantile. True. Yeah. Jenny Nels stands up. And he's like, I'm the big wig of the town, whatever his title is. And he says, we didn't build our lives here to have it run by some outsider. You might think we're hicks, but hicks stick together. So then he's like, we will fight this in the courts until the bitter end. They gotta he's get lawyering a lawyer. up, Jen. Lawyer they up. They have to get a lawyer. You, if you are in a situation like this, you absolutely should get a lawyer. Lassiter's like, okay, whatever. See you in a week when I come back to make you all my indentured servants. Well, because Lassiter is, he's confident because what he's doing is legal because of course this is another case of the u.s government siding with big corporations that was happening in like the 1800s so outside at a random picnic table in the middle of town everyone is gathered and rev is saying these teats look legit guys like this is not good i don't know how rev would know that but okay now are you ready for this are you ready for this you know how i freak out about this every time this happens nell says Guys, we need a lawyer. Does anyone know a lawyer? And looks right at Charles, who's standing right next to him. He's like, well. Instead of Charles saying, my son-in-law is a high-powered lawyer in New York, he says, oh, yeah, I know one in Sleepy Eye. Adam used to work with him. What? Where's Adam? I don't know. So Edwards is like, possession is nine-tenths of the law. We're going to hold our ground. And Rev goes. And he's not wrong because there's this thing called squatter's rights, which is like a thing. We had a thing. I told you about this. We had a whole colony of squatters. It's a thing. That were, you know, where penthouse meets is down the road? Uh Uh-huh. Behind there was all settled by squatters. And the guy who owned that land was trying to get them off there for like 20 years. It's hard. It's he hard. finally got them off. And you know what Timmy told me he had to do? Again, fact check this. I don't know if it's true. Timmy claims the guy had to find them housing and pay for it to get what? them off his property. Wow. So, guys. Pay for it for how somewhere. long? Go squat somewhere, guys. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a certain period of time. Like, if somebody's trespassing on your land, you could get. But, like, if you don't mm-hmm. and then they're there for a certain period of time, then it becomes a whole thing. Yeah. So Nels and Charles head to the lawyer's office in Sleepy Eye, and he tells them some bad news. Lassiter really does own the town. And Charles is stunned that the law would be so unfair, and the lawyer goes, yeah, we'll talk to the Indians who were originally in this land. Really? Are you shocked? (laughs) Are you shocked? Because, like, this wasn't your land either. You've just been historied, motherfucker. (laughs) I mean, but that was, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it's so ironic that the people who like illegally settled the you know stolen I, land i do like... have to give michael landon props here for putting that line in there yeah yeah so the lawyer says they really have no legal recourse and then the lawyer says uh charles p.s i know this lassiter he's a huge dick in walnut grove hey everybody is making a bomb <laughs> he's making a bomb or something did you see this no he's cleaning he's loading rifle. a gun but on the table next to him, there appears to be an explosive device. All right, whatever. <laughs> Laura comes downstairs and she starts screaming at him. And she's yep. like, you are not going to get this guy off our property with the gun. And hey, everybody's like, hey, everybody, I'm a 
murder. Like he I'm just gonna straight up murder people. Jenny, hey everybody has gun fever. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> so he's like, I'm gonna shoot this motherfucker to defend my land and I don't give a shit. And Laura goes upstairs. And then he's like, the land I worked so hard for, that was given to me last year. Yes. So now this land grab is really hurting Jeb and Jason's rabbit business. And they're like sulking through town. Well, Jason's sulking through town about his rabbit business. Because, of course, as a little sim, he's totally protective from all of this adult fallout of all these things that are happening. He's just worried about, can I sell all my rabbits? Like, I'm in this fucking bubble. Yeah, okay. Okay. So they see Lassiter heading over to Laura's on, like, horseback. And they run to warn everyone. And who do they tell Jen? Rev. And Rev says, and who shows up to help them? No one. Rev says, get everyone out there, but no guns. <laughs> so, hey, everybody's outside with Rose and Montague when Lassiter shows up. Hey, everybody cocks his gun. And he tells Lassiter to get off his land. And Lassiter's like, I have a court order. You have 48 hours to vacate. Let me remind everyone what I just said. Hey, everybody's holding a gun. He throws it down and starts to physically beat this guy. He tackles Why would you not just shoot him in the kneecap? Let's just say that tackle was legit. Oh my God, it was wild. <laughs> so there, Almanzo's beating the shit out of him. And then Lassiter's goons hold, hey everybody, while Lassiter beats him. Rose is in the front yard crying over her bangs. And then Montague runs out like he's going to do anything. And he gets a beating. Jenny. How the fuck does Montague not know martial arts? Right. He knows right. everything. He doesn't know any martial arts. He could have taken them all down. Yeah. Who saves the day, Jen? Carolyn with the gun. Badass Carolyn comes <laughs> out and she grabs that gun and she shoots it into the air and she's like, I will fucking shoot you in the face. And the Get guy like kind of lunges towards her and she's like, don't make me, don't make me do it because I will. And he's like, yeah, okay, I can tell. So much for a fucking chill vacation. <laughs> So now everyone is gathered and Doc says, they're all at Laura and Almanzo's and Doc comes downstairs. He's like, ocular pat down is complete. Hey, everybody has a few broken ribs, but he'll be fine. So Edwards and oh, Rev. not hey, everybody. Isn't it Montague that has the broken ribs? Oh, is it? I, I wasn't yeah. paying attention. Yeah. Okay. His Montague was like out. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention because I was focused on Edwards and Rev having this side conversation. Well, and I also think it was at the restaurant, but anyway. <laughs> was it? No, it was at the boarding house. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, they're having this side conversation and Rev's going, Isaiah, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Mm -hmm. Okay. Paul says, I'm starting up a posse. And we ride at dawn on Friday. (laughs) Just wait. Laura says, I don't understand any of you. No piece of land is worth losing your life over. And Paul looks at her deadpan and goes, you're right. You don't understand. Uh Bam! Another one. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) This had all the action. I loved it so much. Okay, now at the little house that night, Carolyn has crisis hair. And she's getting Paul his midnight coffee. She asked Charles not to get involved, and he's like, I have to. Walnut Grove is our home. If we don't stand up to Lassiter, what message does that send? Our country was founded on this. Like, we get the whole American exceptionalism speech here. Yep. Now, Jenny, it's a new day in Walnut Grove, and things are looking grim. Even at school, the kids are all mopey as ominous music plays. Jason's Jr. has to pee real bad. 
So he's got to no, he go out to the uh, outhouse. But he doesn't want to. He is. He, he I was, see what's going on. I was getting little sip energy here because this is me. I need to spy. I need to see what's happening. I need to be involved in everything. So Miss Plum reluctantly agrees to let him go outside. He's watching as Lassiter arrives and Edwards cocks the gun. <laughs> Edward says, you're not welcome here, Lassiter, and holds a gun right in his face. Just then, all the men come out with their guns. And it seems, Jenny, for a minute that things have tilted in Walnut Grove's favor. Well, and what would have been really ballers if all the ladies came out with guns? I feel like this has happened before. Oh, yeah, it did when... Uh, they tried to take the land one other time yeah. and the ladies defended it. <laughs> yes, yes. Same the, guy. I think it was the same guy. When they put right? all the women there and they didn't want the... And the la- the, the dudes were like, it was the railroad. Yes. And they were like, yes. oh, yeah, we're yeah. not... We can't kill a bunch of ladies. That would not be good. Yep. Lassiter looks at Rev and goes, wow, even you, Reverend. And Rev says, I'm trying here, dude. Let's sit down and discuss. Him. And Lassiter goes, guess what, bitches? I brought the cavalry. I have a question. Yeah. So did the U.S. Army come in to enforce like land disputes? I have no idea. Apparently I this cavalry if, unit did. Well, I could see if it was a land problem like with us and an enemy. Like the french or the sioux but did they seriously come in to shoot our citizens for a corporation this is bonkers i'm gonna let you you answered your own question (laughs) this is bonkers so the colonel is a really nice dude and he's like look i'm doing what i have to do like i'm not happy about this but you have to get off your property by sundown and he's like in the name of the u.s army i demand i demand you disarm and he's like Please, guys, he says to Walnut Grove people, don't don't make me like give an order. Yeah, I have a fucking army. I literally have an army. We murder yeah. all of you. Yeah, and like they were going to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, plus, this is gonna happen anyway. Hate to tell you. Like you might save yeah. us off today, but we'll be back. Yep. So Rev's like, he's right. We can't stand up against the army. And then the army comes and takes all their weapons. Yes. Rev begs for an extension and says, how about Easter Sunday? Colonel agrees that they have till Sunday after church. And then he says, please understand I'm only doing as ordered. And then I wrote, Lassiter looks like J.R. Ewing. Oh, he kind of does. Like a young, younger. Yeah. Yeah. By younger, I mean like 60 instead of 80. Back at the little house, Charles tells Carolyn they're having a meeting after, I thought it was after mass, but it was just some random meeting at the church. Mm -hmm. And they were like, trying to figure out who's going to help who move. You know what I mean? Now, this is this is a riot. The Carters arrive home, oblivious. And I wrote, mm-hmm. imagine if they didn't get the extension and the Carters came home and the kids in their house were gone. They were gone. <laughs> like, they would just be like, okay. This was so funny, though, because a couple things. First of all, it's it's fitting that the final episode of Little House, the whole town gets so little housed. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> right? Like, they're showing all this, like, good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, Rev is talking to church about all the good things that are happening in the community, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then whammo, right? Mm-hmm. They all get a little house. And Carolyn was talking about how they'd have to start over again. But they've done it, and it's okay. And, you know, they had four sticks of horseshoe and a bag of feed. And, like, they yep. were able to start over. Yep, yep. <laughs> and Edwards... Edwards is like, I have lots of room in my wagon, but does he? Because remember how big his kitchen pantry was? And how much stuff he, I mean, I guess he yeah. got rid of all that. And he doesn't have that kid anymore. 
Because so does he still vape? Does he still Blanche? Oh no, Blanche went to a zoo. No, Blanche went to the zoo. So Fauxpas reveals Jenny that he has come home with a fuck ton of dynamite. Yep. Okay. Put that in. Put a pin in that. So at Laura's, she starts smashing some shit and crying. She's raging. She gets a broom. She's smashing all the plate glass windows out of this house. And I just wrote, that's a lot of glass to have around when you have a baby. Yeah, that's true. And like that baby's like crawling at least, probably walking. If Rose is at least three, she's walking. She's walking, I hope. So you're going to knock all that glass around? And hey, everybody's just watching and single tears rolling down his cheek. Oh, God. At the church, they're making plans to help each other move. And Rev tries to give a sermon about God not helping them. Laura stands up and she's like, guess what, guys? I smashed some shit today and it felt good. Because she's like, they're, they own the land, but they're not getting my house. Yep. And I remembered her saying that. Mm-hmm. So then Fauxpas like, guess what, guys? I have a ton of dynamite in my wagon. You want to make this real? <laughs> And Edwards gets all coked up. Oh, he's like, yeah. He's finally like, yes. Edwards want, like, you could tell when they were facing the army, Edwards was like, I just want to go out in a blaze of glory. Like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Edwards was kind of the only one left standing there when the army went away. And I'm like, he's going to yeah. do something. Yeah. <laughs> so they start cheering. Let's destroy the town. Woohoo. Okay. Lassiter, meanwhile, is inviting the mayors of other nearby towns to the Sunday eviction. So they can see what happens. Can we discuss, though, that if you have, if you're in a situation where your only option is to blow up your house, what what choices have you made in life? Um, can we discuss that in the next scene, Laura's doing dishes, and I'm like, why? Why bother? Yeah. Well, why then she's, cleaning? No, she, no, wasn't she packing dishes? She was washing them in the sink. Mm-hmm. I'd assume they just ate. I don't know. I I wouldn't do shit. She she did smash some dishes. Carolyn and Laura have a touching moment where Carolyn tells her how proud she is of her because she's her favorite daughter. And Laura says, I'm just like you, Ma, despite, you know, Mary's trying to intervene in my upbringing. I'm just like you and I'm happy about it. Now it's (laughs) Sunday and everyone is sadly leaving their homes. The Carters are freeing all the rabbits. We see the Wilders rigging up their house with explosives. So Jason's enterprise failed hard. It failed hard. <laughs> so they, Manly and Laura and Montague, blow up their house first. That was fucking cool. It was awesome. Uh, wait, <laughs> by the way, did you love my Instagram reel? No, I didn't even see it. Jenny! It has like 500 views on TikTok. Okay, whatever. I took Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. And I put it over <laughs> the footage of them blowing up all the houses. Great. Okay, cool. That's a good one. I like all that. right. So at the hotel, Carolyn's on the phone with the children, but we don't know which one. She doesn't say Albert. She doesn't say no. Jason Bateman. I don't know. Jason Bateman. They all, so the entire town comes together. You guys know the ending. They each take turns. They step up to the, what is that called? The plunger? Yeah, sure. They Let's step up to the plunger, they rig their wires up, and one by one, they blow the entire house. And now Lasseter and the Calvary, or they blow the entire town up. Now Lasseter and the Calvary show up. They're gobsmacked. Yeah. And Lasseter wants them arrested, and the colonel's like, not really. Edward says, you may own the land. We owned everything on it. Yep. So fuck you guys. The mayors of the other towns are like, um, this is what you're going to get if you try to blow up our town, dude. Like, no, not going to yeah, happen. Good luck. The colonel's like, no laws have been broken here. 
Peace Uh-oh. out. Reverend says, Reverend thanks God and says, did you hear that? Walnut Grove did not die in vain. And then they sing on We're Christian Soldiers and we're done. I have an index card. I hate your guts. <laughs> Jenny, why didn't they blow up the little house? Why did Little House end? Why was it canceled? So I'll get to that. Okay. Well, in the narrative, I would say, I mean, he wasn't interested. He was interested in the businesses. They blew up all the businesses. Okay. So like, did they have, they probably had, you know, a finite amount of dynamite and the farms, like he's not going to be able to do anything with a couple of small farms. When did Little, why did was Little House canceled? So Little House ran 1974 to 1984, 204 episodes. And Michael Landon supposedly wanted to return. First of all, the ratings were tanking, as we mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And, but Michael Landon also said that he thought it would be weird to have you know, a grown woman coming back to her parents all the time for like advice and stuff. And like the the storyline starts to not make sense. Like they never expected the, as we know, like by episode or season nine, it started to suck. Yeah. Like they never expected the series to go on this long. Right. So it's not like he was like, oh my God, CBS canceled it. Like, fuck them. I'm going to get revenge. And that's what a lot of people thought he blew up the set for so that they couldn't yes. reuse it, reuse it again and they could have no more reunions. But likely the truth is, as explained by producer Kent McKay, quote, the agreement I had with Newhall Land and Development was that the land, at the end of the series, we would return the acreage back to its normal state. The reason for this was that the New Hall Land and Development used the acreage as a feedlot for their cattle empire. Hmm. They they were afraid that the abandoned buildings would attract vagrants and teenagers smoking. Wow. And how there would be big fires. It, how ironic would it be if like Albert went in and started smoking <laughs> and burned down the real blind school? <laughs> Practically, it was going to be very expensive to dismantle everything. So they came up with this idea when they were going over like, the plans to have a, a, a company come in, dismantle everything, take out. It was going to be super expensive. Mm-hmm. And Mike, was Michael Landon like went off with his cronies mm-hmm. and came back. was like, what if we write in like that the town, the people in the town blow it all up? Like, would it be easier to just take the debris off? And they're yeah. like, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's why they decided to do it. And Michael Landon also thought, and I, I think he was right about this, that if they blew up the set, like the act, you would get real emotional reactions yeah. from yeah. the actors yeah. because like, this is the end of, of this whole thing. Yeah. And you could tell, like, those tears were real for a lot of those people. Oh, Maybe yeah. not everyone. Like, I feel like not Shannon Doherty, <laughs> not John John Carter, but, like, Nels and everybody, mm-hmm. right? You could tell it was, like, kind of real. Um, John Ivan, is who plays John Carter, dismantled and took the little house, saving it from destruction. It would have been taken down eventually, Aww. but they didn't blow it up. So they just thought it would be too true. No one knows. So Mimi's... <laughs> Where's the little house? Because there was a replica built in its place, mm-hmm. like that people could go see, and that burned down 2003. 20, 20, two, but I don't know. I didn't. There was no obvious information that I could find quickly on where that is now. But it was you saved. Blown my mind because you've just told me essentially that Fopaw came Faux in and saved the little house, and we don't well, know it would have been it would have been demolished otherwise, right? But we don't know where yeah. it is. We don't know where it is. Life imitating art. He took Paws yeah. home. He took Paws home. We don't know where it is. But um, I thought the blowing up of the stuff was pretty cool. It was amazing. 
amazing. Guys, yeah. look at my Instagram reel. Setting it to Twisted Sisters. Oh, that's great. I didn't realize. I just mostly ignore your reels, but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize this one might be good. You mean like the reel we had where we talked about if we would sleep with Nuno Betancourt? (laughs) Oh, God. You made me watch that. Um, I just have, what if the lawyers came back and were like, hey, everybody, they don't really have a claim on your land. (laughs) They don't really have a claim on your land. We found out these were like fraudulent and they're standing there and they're like completely demolished town. Oh my god, that'd be great. That'd be great. But All I right. feel like this was the only possible ending to this show. It was a fantastic ending. That, I like, feel like this everything, everything. everything ends in absolute complete disaster. Absolutely. You don't see Full House blowing up the set. No, when no. <laughs> no you don't see everyone lose everything mm-hmm. at the end of mm-hmm. whatever show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. So, Jenny, um, at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, something we took from the rewatch. We call it our wides, designed to finish the sentence, Jenks. This is why. I'm doing mine first today. Oh, okay. All right. I have, this is why we grew up thinking we needed to stick it to the man, to rise yes. up, to fight back, and to say, fuck you, dude. Stick it to the man. Always stick it to the man. I agree with that. Like, this was just, this told yeah. us. Blow up your fucking house before you let anyone else take it. Stick it to the man. That's right. What is your why for this episode? This is why you should never go into business with your sibling. Jenny! (laughs) Which I think is a fitting lesson for our last little house. Because it has been fucking three years. Three years. That I've been doing this every goddamn week. Yeah. Well, now you'll be doing it three times a month. Yeah, I know. But that's fine. That's manageable. It's better than six times a month. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Alright, guys. Um, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, check out our Patreon. We cover a show over there and then either a blockbuster or something else. So you get two bonus episodes. Like I said, I can't change the tiers. So if you're at the eight dollar tier and you just love us and want to keep giving us eight dollars, <laughs> great. Um, otherwise you can join for as little as five dollars a month. All right, Jenny, any other announcements? Nope. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.